0: Everyone. Is, everyone. This is the Sound Health Option Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy and Sherry Edwards. Sherry is off building the Sound Health Portal, off building the Sound Health Portal, making it more robust every day, adding other tests, other vocal print possibilities we can get and have. It's quite amazing. So Sherry's off building the portal, adding additional features, soundhealthportal.com. So you go to The campaigns tab, and there there will be the free campaigns. Meaning you can just register for a free account. They won't spam you. They don't uh, you know email you a hundred times a day. None of that. You just register for a free account, pick one of the free campaigns that's happening, and it could be post-traumatic stress disorder, it could be bio diet, it could be neuroplasticity. They change the campaigns that are free on a regular basis, or an irregular basis, I should say. That you'll do two 45 second recordings just talking, and then you'll submit those with the campaign that you'd like to have run in your voice, meaning the software you'd like to have your voice run through. And then within a a couple of hours to 12 hours is the most I've ever waited, you'll get a report with just a mind blowing amount of information on what campaign you're looking at. Let's say it's BioDiet, and you can show if you have an imbalance of too much or too little or where there might be something. You'll get a report on that. And also, you have access to the NanoVoice, which I use quite often. Now we can do that online. And you do a, what I use NanoVoice for frequently is when I'm adding a new supplement, I'll go in and do a about a 40-second recording right from your computer, preferably using some kind of microphone, rather than just shouting at your computer for a little bit or more accurate read on your vocal print. You can record a 30 second file or 40 second file. Then what I do is I take a supplement and then I go back in about a half an hour later and I look at I record another vocal print using the nano voice and I see if there are differences, if something's really spiked or if something's really dropped, which would be either hypertonistic too much or hypotonistic not enough. And it gives me an indicator of is that supplement having an effect, a positive or a negative, or is it unchanged? And it's really great. It's really useful for allergies because you can do a, a test where you either don't have the food for, for the night before, and in the morning you take a vocal print, and then you eat the food, wait about 20 minutes, and then see the secondary vocal print, and you'll see spikes or things that might appear in your chart. You'll go, wow, what's that? And so it's, just, it's, a, it's a great tool. And there are lots of tutorials available as well. And that's at soundhealthportal.com. And or you can go to soundhealthoptions.com and get more information from the uh, site. There are tutorials there, I believe, under education or media. It's just amazing how much information is available. And the tutorials, the full tutorials, are really stupendous. So I highly recommend checking out soundhealthportal.com. Today, we're going to talk to Carrie Rivera about chlorine dioxide and autism. This is one of those subjects that has so much benefit and so much great information in it. And Carrie's really devotion and dedication to figuring this out has really been amazing. So This is going to be one of those shows you're going to want to tell people about afterwards or share the show and you'll be able to do that about 15 minutes after the show, after we end the show by going to soundhealthoptions.com, click on the radio tab and then click on the sound health radio and the, the flyer there right under that will be a link that will take you back to the show notes and we'll let you listen to the show there and or you can go to any of your podcast aggregators such as iTunes or some, one of my favorites Pocket Casts or also Google Podcasts is quite good these days and that's cross platform and you'll be able to search for either Sherry Edwards or Talk to Me Guy all one word and find the latest episode at your favorite podcast aggregator I like both Pocket Casts and Google Podcasts because it's easy to share them. You can listen to it and then be able to share it to your friends. And this is the kind of information you're really going to want to share because it's, I mean, it's really, wow. With that, Harry Rivera, homeopath and author, is the successful creator of the chlorine dioxide protocol, also called the CD protocol. She had the first ever biomedical clinic in Latin America with a hyperbaric chamber from 2000 to 2012. She has presented her work at various times on Autism One and Currindero Al Autismo, the largest English and Spanish conferences on autism in the world. Currently, Carrie is the most censored person in autism, most likely due to the overwhelming success of her CD protocol, with more than 560 recoveries from autism reported. While her protocol has mainly been used to treat autism, it can also adapt to help heal pretty much anything. Carrie does consultations with people all over the world for many different issues. Carrie joins us to discuss autism and chlorine dioxide. Welcome, Carrie.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I think I have to ask some foundational questions. For the audience that isn't aware of MMS and chlorine dioxide, first, what is MMS and how does it become chlorine dioxide?
1: Okay, well, MMS is just uh, stands for miracle mineral solution, and that is what Jim Humble gave chlorine dioxide the name of. So, chlorine dioxide was purchased by Jim before he went on an expedition. In South America, he was a miner. He mined for gold. And uh, so, of course, in all of the, um, you know, the fishing and camping supply stores, they sell chlorine dioxide to make water in, you know, in a stream, for instance. You can take it out of the stream. You can put the drops into it, and then you can, you know, kill the pathogens in there and, and not get sick if there's something weird in there. So he always had that with him, as most campers do. Um, and so when people in his group fell ill from malaria – you know, well, if it's going to kill the pathogens in this water I'll just give them some drops So he gave them a bunch of drops And of course, you know, they had a Herxheimer reaction To their pathogens And within three or four hours They were laughing and talking about how bad they felt And how good they felt now And then, <clears throat> then they went Because there was a malaria epidemic at that point In the jungle in South America And so they started to go kind of camp to camp Helping other people with what drops he did have And then that went on But he, he nicknamed chlorine dioxide MMS So MMS is just like I said, miracle mineral solution, but chlorine dioxide is actually the pro oxidant that was nicknamed by Jim Humble MMS. So that's why I call it CD, or my protocol is known as the CD protocol, and we just say CD for short, which is chlorine dioxide. And a lot of people get really confused because they think, oh, chlorine, that's bad stuff. Well, chlorine dioxide doesn't act like the chlorine molecule. So when you talk to people that have a, a, um, a chemical background, not a medical doctor, people that are like in, in chemistry, you know, a, chem, a, chem, a chemistry engineer or something like that, these kind of people like immediately go, okay, yeah, that's perfect. That's, you know, that's a pro I understand what that means. It's from the family of ozone, oxygen, and hydrogen peroxide. These are all very good at killing pathogens, and they don't harm human cells or, or the friendly flora, which a lot of people don't understand also. And chlorine dioxide is a positively charged molecule, so it's actually attracted to the negatively charged pathogens. Um, and that's also why it doesn't harm healthy tissue or, or healthy gut flora, basically.
0: And uh, let's clarify now the word chlorine in the chlorine dioxide, because people are like, mm-hmm. we're talking about bleach?
1: So yeah, well, bleach is actually sodium hypochlorite. That? It, right. Oh, okay. uh, bleach is actually a, a chemical called sodium hypochlorite. So th- how they end in the in the end also is really important, you know. I mean we're talking about we're talking about salt which I mean they all sound the same when you're talking about the chemicals. So chlorine dioxide is a positively charged molecule and the chlorine so you have two molecules of O2 oxygen with the one chlorine molecule. So the chlorine molecule when it, and when it encounters in this, this particular molecule, so we're not talking about chlorine. Chlorine doesn't, it can't get out of the body. It kills through chlorination, and chlorine dioxide kills through oxidation. That's why it puts it into that pro-oxidant family of ozone, oxygen, hydrogen peroxide, chlorine dioxide. And um, so when this chlorine dioxide... When it finds a pathogen, again, it's it's attracted, just like a magnet, it's attracted negative, it's a positively charged molecule looking for the negatively charged one. It rips ions off of the pathogen and it destroys that pathogen, but it destroys itself in the process because it throws off the chlorine uh, molecule. So it destroys itself. And if there's anything left, it's just these two molecules of of oxygen. Again, it's not even like, oh, it's oxygen like a hyperbaric chamber. No, it's nothing that your body's even going to notice as far as oxygen is concerned. So that's how it works. And it finishes itself within one hour. So there is no accumulation. So when people say, well, you know, how long do I take it for? Do I have to take a break from it? You never have to take a break from it. So, you know, people that are going to like autism recovery or cancer treatment or, you know, they're treating themselves for something that might be extended like Lyme. Um, you might have to do it for two, three, four years, you know, and, and then people say, oh, that's a really long time. Well, you know, no one else is having recoveries in most of these types of uh, diagnosis or labels, however you want to call them. So it's definitely something to consider. And, of course, you're always better along the way. It's not like, you know, you start off today and in four years you're feeling better. No, you're feeling better all the way along, and that's why you're motivated to continue on.
0: And so... Uh, having some background with ozone, I used to design water per, uh, primary ozone primary disinfectant water systems. Mm-hmm. and so i'm I'm from what I know of chloro chlorine, regular chlorine. chlorine has a half life of about thirty minutes, meaning it dissipates by fifty percent every half hour. Ozone has a half life of five minutes, so it's very reactive. it really aggressively goes after a pathogen and kills it and it dissipates in, in five minutes, slowly dissipates in five minutes, breaks down rapidly. So it sounds like the chlorine dioxide has a half-life of about an hour. Is that kind exactly. of correct?
1: It's gone. Yeah, okay. it's gone. So you have a peak in about 15 minutes, and then the drop-off is pretty sharp. So by 45 minutes, you can even redose at that point because you're pretty much done. There's really nothing much left.
0: That's really great. I've done medical ozone, and I've studied a lot of medical ozone, and I think it's really great stuff. However, it's much more complicated to use because you need special equipment and you really need to know what you're doing. And the same, I I think that the chlorine dioxide, I'm excited about the chlorine dioxide because everybody can do this at home. That's one of the great things about your protocol is it's doable. Without having to well, have, let me
1: tell you a couple a, things. A
0: thousand dollar instrument and in medical grade oxygen. Ye. Sorry, go ahead.
1: But there's even more. Th- there's even more problems with ozone. For instance, at my clinic, I had an ozone nurse, and he was, you know, having great results with like cancer or hepatitis or these kind of uh, HIV. He was treating with ozone and stuff, and they had good results with those things. But with autism, we didn't. And so I'm not really certain why. Uh, ozone, for instance, wasn't doing all that great with chlorine dio- as as chlorine dioxide does. So, for instance, we're ingesting the chlorine dioxide, and of course, it's healing the gut. It's you know healing the body. It's a gas; it goes everywhere. So, it's not limited to the vein. It's not limited to the gut. It's just gonna you know disperse throughout the body. So that's why you say does it go to the brain? Does it go? It's gonna kill pathogens everywhere because it's a gas, and the, and it, and you get the hour out of it forty five minutes to an hour of, of pathogen-destroying power, and uh, ozone didn't give us those results, unfortunately.
0: Well, I think that that's a longer conversation, but I, off the top of my head, I think the difference is that ozone is extremely aggressive and really good at killing pathogens, and that's really all it does, whereas I guess this is where we'll jump into your recent conversation okay. with Stephanie Seneff, because she talks about this amazing thing you were so excited on your on your cd summit when you talked to her about this it was really truly a wonderful moment to watch you talk wrap it down how some of the actions of the cd the chlorine dioxide in terms of transforming glyphosate would you talk about that that was really that was a great moment and i think that's the primary difference between ozone and uh, chlorine dioxide is the action it has in the long term effect that dr seneff was talking about
1: well, again, if, in fact, you're sick because of glyphosate, which is what Dr. Seneff is basically saying is happening with autism and cancer and diabetes and, you know, basically every illness known to man currently, um, it, it, it destroys it, but it, it destroys it. So I was, I was under the impression I was chelating it, but it's not chelating, it's absolutely destroying it, and then it's able to just leave, it's done. So what we were talking about, too, is that you can just put some. So, for instance, people that, you know, live in North America, which is highly infested with glyphosate, even if you're eating organic, chances are you still have glyphosate in the food because it's blowing from field to field. And, you know, these are crop dusting flames. So even if you're, you know, 10 miles away, it's still possible that it can blow over into the, you know, into the next field because it's, you know, know, because the crop dusters are able to do that kind of stuff. And it's, it's traveling through the air. So, um, so even if you just want to make your family healthier, you know, keep them glyphosate free, humic fulvic is great, and of course, uh, chlorine dioxide is fantastic, and you can put it right into your water. So maybe of the gallon of water that's sitting in your refrigerator, put you know four, six, eight drops, and they're just, you know, they're just kind of a maintenance dose to keep uh, keep the the glyphosate destroyed.
0: Well, one of the things that Doctor Sineff said. I actually wrote this quote down because I thought it was just so powerful when she says it destroys it and actually breaks it down into individual molecules that are useful ingredients that the body can use. And that's, that's really, you know, it's not actually magic, but I have to use the word magic, that it actually right. does that in the sense that it's, it's taking something that's ridiculously toxic to our systems mm-hmm. and transforming it. Talk about that. That's, wow. That was an amazing moment when she said that. Truly phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, so
1: she's uh, just wonderful to listen to her talk about it because she understands the chemistry of it. She understands, you know, of course, she's probably the person who knows more about glyphosate uh, than anybody else. And, of course, has been looking. Um, what I think is most interesting about Dr. Seneff and what, what I admire about her so much is she's really concerned about humanity. And I would say that very few people of that stature are really concerned about anything more than keeping their position at MIT or, their, you know, these kind of things or their paycheck or whatever. She's not at all. She's absolutely concerned about humanity, which um, makes, of course, talking with her at any point or even just knowing her such an honor and a privilege because she is one of the few people that are still putting themselves out there and saying hey humanity we got a problem we have a solution It's called chlorine dioxide the only problem is no one's going to get rich off it's really cheap and everybody can get it so get some and don't wait for somebody else to tell you chlorine dioxide is not chlorine it's not bleach you know and, and so it's, it's just exciting I get so excited when I talk to her
0: I've interviewed Stephanie about four or five times and it's always an exciting show because she's so as you say, her her dedication is really to uh ah, yeah. You know, take an you know, take an Epsom soak in a bathtub. Go to the beach. Eat an organic it's it's not it's not a prescription, it's not a right. you know, here's the science, here's how it works. Why aren't we doing this? Kind of right. but with like amazing you know, soliloquies on molecular structures, which I can kind of follow along, but I usually have to write down and go back later and go, What did she say? Because it's really uh, her enthusiasm is always exciting. Uh, and, yeah. and this part, there, there was another part where she talked about how one of the damages uh, that glyphosate does is that it affects the parietal cells' ability to produce hydrochloric acid, which is the foundation of. Part really a foundational substance that the gut produces, if it can, for digestion. And without hydrochloric acid in the gut, you can't really break a bunch of stuff down, like minerals or anything. So it seems to also have a beneficial effect in that way. And, and is this part, do you, from your research, is it that the, and from talking to Stephanie, is it, do you think it's the, it's helping destroy and transform the glyphosate, so it removes the stress load on those cells so they can get back to normal? That's I'm not really sure, but that that's question.
1: what she, yeah, I'm not okay. really sure. She, that's, that's definitely much further along. However, with the hydrochloric acid production, all the children with autism are low hydrochloric acid. And so you're saying, well, why are they all low hydrochloric acid? And so, of course, you know, this know, this gives the rise to why they are. So, if, like, as Dr. Senef is saying, autism is caused by glyphosate. Well, there's glyphosate in vaccines, so that's also. But I work with families that have children who are non-vaccinated and they have autism as well. So it isn't like every autism, autism diagnosis is, is of somebody who has been vaccinated, for example. But then, across the board, we're seeing this low hydrochloric acid. There was a study done in 1995, many, many moons ago. And basically, that study said the post mortem, when they did tests on kids with autism that passed away, that they were low hydrochloric acid 90% of the time. So that was back in 1995. So, what I, I think is happening now is everybody is low hydrochloric acid. And of course, that's a whole host of problems. And Dr. Mitchell, uh, he's out of, out of Amarillo, Texas, Dr. Roby Mitchell. He brought me up to, up to speed pretty much with the hydrochloric acid. We sell it on my, my website, uh, uh, one of his enzymes called Robenzyme, and the Robenzyme has hydrochloric acid in it, and it makes such a world of difference. So many of the people that I work with, and not, not just autism, I mean, I work with basically anything you can imagine, any label that you can imagine putting on someone when they don't feel well. Most of everybody has bloating. Most everybody has constipation. Some people have diarrhea. Well, these things are all six pretty much when you get your hydrochloric acid going, because one of the things that's most important is it, um, it charges ionically your minerals, your B vitamins, and your amino acids so that they can get absorbed through the gut. But they're not getting the, the hydrochloric acid that they need to charge them. So that's why so many of us today, especially the kids with autism and all the people with labels like Lyme, and et cetera, et cetera, need this because they're all low hydrochloric acid. And of course, it's that you know that, that downstream effect of what we're seeing. Um, so many enzymatic things happen, triggers happen in the in the gut with the hydrochloric acid. SIBO is another big one, you know, the SIBO which is that intestinal bacteria and in Candida from the large intestine, which has crept up like an ivy into the small intestine because you don't have that downfall of the hydrochloric acid coming off in the, the food that's coming out. So there's so many things that happen because of it. And Dr. Senev is able to bring it all the way back, you know, and say, okay, they're low hydrochloric acid. And then I, then I start to see when I talk to her, Wow, so that's why the kids always have undigested food, even though they're taking digestive enzymes, because it's not about the digestive enzymes. It's about this hydrochloric acid that must be in that digestive enzyme. It's not the digestive enzyme that's going to fix, the, fix the, the low hydrochloric acid. But, of course, like Dr. Seneff says, it's coming because of the glyphosate exposure.
0: Right. I've been a big fan of hydrochloric acid ever since I interviewed uh, Jonathan Wright, uh, Dr. Jonathan Wright in the book. Oh, that's, that's, that's what
1: I'm talking about. In the late yeah. 80s,
0: I interviewed him. He wrote a really uh, compelling book called Stomach Acid is Good for You. And I interviewed him in the 80s, and I've interviewed him since, since then a number of times. And it was such, when I talked to him about it, it all made so much sense that everything that you just said <laughs> in terms of digestion, people are taking enzymes, people are taking all sorts of things, but if you don't have the HCl in there, it's all moot because the gut really does want that hydrochloric acid. It's, it's a miracle. It's a <laughs> well, I
1: would recommend that uh, book to anybody. Dr. Jonathan Wright, Why Stomach Acid is Good for You. It's not a thick book by any means. It's a short read, maybe five, six hours. That's like a plane ride pretty much will take care of it. But all of a sudden you get to like page 14, 15, 16, 17, and you're like, this is the aha moment. It's like, oh, my gosh. Because with autistic kids, when you look at their lab, for instance, I'm not a big lab test fan, but when you look at their lab, why are all the kids low minerals, they're all low B vitamins, they're all low in the amino acids because they don't have the hydrochloric acid sufficient enough to ionically charge the B vitamins the minerals and the amino acids in order to be absorbed into the body. So you can be pouring all those supplements into your kids and that's a sad thing that I see a lot of times with these you know, these parents with these kids with autism. They go to the autism conferences, they go see these doctors, they pay several thousand dollars. I did the same thing myself, you fifteen years ago. And you put all these supplements into your kids' head based on these lab tests, but it's not about that. It's that we're low hydrochloric acid. So you could save yourself, you know, tens of thousands that you're on supplements. If you just increase your hydrochloric acid.
0: <laughs> I know. I always feel like I'm a hydrochloric acid commercial when I talk about it. It's like really. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I was recently a slight side note. I was recently dealing with somebody with uh, that was had been told they had GERD, uh, which is a gastric reflux issue. Yep. Air quotes issue. Um, and I, because we've known each other for a long time, I gave her some HCL because I always have it with me. And she called me the next day, and she, she said, What What was that? I feel better. And so now she's taking HCL. She doesn't have GERD. Wow, amazing. Thank you, Jonathan Wright.
1: Nice. Beautiful, of course.
0: And, and now I, I have to jump back. Now that we've gotten all the way here, I have to jump back because of the our audience isn't familiar with you, how did you, how did you get here? <laughs> what is your foundational story of,
1: like, how did you get here? Oh, my gosh, that's very funny. Well, actually, how I got there was my son was diagnosed with autism in 2004. And pretty quickly, um, you know, of course, the planets aligned, and I got the information that, you know, my son, my son was vaccine-injured. Um, you know, because you, your child is developing normally, and then at some point, they're, like, kind of not doing stuff that they should be doing, and all at that same time, he starts sleeping poorly, so now I'm sleep-deprived, the child's getting worse, but, you know, you're so sleep-deprived, you don't even recognize that your child is now, like, losing words and not looking at you in the eye, these kind of things, so anyway... I basically started to look for answers for my son. And as I went along looking for answers, and again, like I said, you know, spending tons and tons of money on supplements and going to see these doctors and doing all these lab tests and all this kind of ridiculous stuff. Of course, at the time, there was no, there was nothing else to do, but do that. That's what everybody was doing. You got a kid with autism, go to an autism conference and find one of these doctors, go give them a boatload of money. And your kid only got marginally better because we went gluten-free, casein-free diet, and that was where the improvements are, even though you're still pouring money at these people. So fast forward 2010, I had already opened a clinic in Mexico with a hyperbaric chamber trying to help other people, at least with the diet and the other parts and that kind of stuff. And we were doing lab testing. But, I mean, the kids would get better, but then it would stop. You know, they would just get that much better. Because, of course, at the time, now that I look back, you know, 2019, back in 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, you know not even in two thousand and twelve but up to two thousand and ten when I started using Chlorine dioxide. I was looking back, you know you see uh, where the errors were they were never killing pathogens and chlorine that, autism is a diagnosis basically of a pathogen overgrowth. so you have excess candida, virus, bacteria, parasites, and of course there's always heavy metals when you have those and it's not just in the glu- in the gut, it's also in the bloodstream so Anyway, all those supplements were never going to make a difference in pathogen overgrowth, for example. Um, so in 2010, I had the clinic. And like I said, I was starting to kind of say, like, gosh, you know, I my mean, kids are getting somewhat better. But I mean, the amount of, you know, the amount of money and the amount of improvement, it's still after the diet is really, really marginal. And uh, I went and I prayed. And someone said, that's, that's the best thing you've done, you know. I went and I prayed. So, like every name you could imagine that was referring to, uh, you know, the people pray to. I mean, every Buddha, Allah, God, Jesus, Virgin. I mean, every every everything you could imagine, every every one, whatever. And um, you know, that what is the answer? What is the cure? There has to be a cure, and has to be available everywhere in the world. You know, because God or whatever the name of the God is, or whatever people believe in. It it doesn't just love rich people, you know, because there were stem cells and all these kind of very expensive, oh, you got to go do this, and if you didn't do this, that's why your kid's not recovered, but that's not true, you know. So I'm just thinking these things in my mind as I was there praying, and then I started to remember these drops that I bought the year prior, as you call them, MMS. So I look down in my cabinet. They're still there. Well, let's just see if they activate. So they activate. So then I start doing those Internet searches, and I'm looking, you know, does chlorine dioxide for virus? Yes, it opens a viral envelope. Chlorine dioxide for candida? Yes, it destroys fungus, candida, mold, even a lot of mold exposure. People like that. Chlorine dioxide is great for that. Um, also, it destroys bacteria, so that means strep. You know, these pandas, kids, it's, it's really a MRSA, fantastic for MRSA. Um, and uh, it's also – Good for parasites. Not great for parasites. I can tell you that later. But I mean, it it also works for parasites, and it neutralizes heavy metals. It's not a chelator, but it neutralizes heavy metals so that heavy metals can be excreted really easily with some sort of oral chelator. Um, So I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then I started it with my son on his 10th birthday, which would be nine years ago next month. And my son just like catapulted out of where he was. He was so much better right away, and of course then my son Patrick basically was the beacon of light for more than 100,000 children behind him that have used it. Um, I've done conferences in Venezuela where there would be the 1,500 people attending, for example. Curando Autismo, which is in Puerto Rico, where they're based, but that's also a beacon for Latin America of, of protocols like mine, for instance, or dietary interventions, that kind of stuff. So we're also reaching in Facebook before they started to censor I mean, we had anywhere, I I just was censored with uh, 36,000 people came down two months ago. So they've been censoring my groups, and I lost 51,000 last year. So, you know, you just in the Facebook groups alone, because there's so many different languages that are represented. So basically what happens, somebody who speaks English or Spanish gets into my groups, learns how to do it. Kids are getting better, and then they go and kind of shoot and do their own groups in their own languages and support their own families with the protocol. So that's been just like a parent-to-parent grassroots organization. So we've reached so many, we me myself and I, we've reached so many people and to have had so many kids get better. We've also had more than six hundred recoveries, of which we know of around six hundred, but there's been more of course recoveries. Because people are not registered there's not really there's not like a registry where you register, but you know, people are doing a lot of this stuff all by themselves at home because it's very inexpensive to do. The protocol in general is very inexpensive to do um but anyway so that's really what i started doing is i was just going to conferences autism one and i went there i don't know how many times five maybe i have presented autism one so just going and getting the word out and then like i said facebook and then you know i do consultations online internationally um and and that's kind of where i came from but i came from you know this perspective of 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 autism biomedical interventions and then when i saw uh, just overall, you know, watching Facebook groups, watching autism comments, and knowing other people, and so few children really do recover, and so few kids really do get much better after the diet. You know, after the diet, yeah, that, that's a, there's like a, there's like a blip of like improvement, and then everything gets kind of flatlined. Um, but like I said, I, I had the blessing to to learn about chlorine dioxide and to see right away how much of a difference chlorine dioxide made. That nothing else made a difference. So by the end of 2010, there were already two recovered kids. And I was just shocked, you know, because you hear autism has this recovery in autism, but you don't really know anybody that, you know, that had a recovery basically. So this for me was, you know, something that catapulted me into sharing that with other parents because, you know, a lot of us are looking for answers for our children and how we can help them and, and, and get them unsick, you know. Um, there's people that think that, you know, autism is just a different way of seeing things. Well, our kids are physically ill, you know, to have chronic constipation, chronic diarrhea, you know, to, to, they're sick. Then you can, you can look, look at labs as, and, and see that they have an excess of pathogens, or you can just see that your child was talking, your child was sleeping through the night. Now your child's up screaming all night long in gut pain. You know, and they they're fecal smearing, and they're not talking anymore, and I mean drooling, and all kinds of stuff is going on in these in these homes now. So our children are sick, and they need answers. And what I what I don't understand is when we have so many recoveries, nobody's ever been harmed by chlorine dioxide. Why don't people get together and say, okay, this works? Like Dr. up? she says, okay, that's working. So she takes my, my clinical work, and she goes ahead and, and gives the reason why it's working and, you know, the scientific basis for why it's working. If you can destroy glyphosate, and glyphosate is destroying health, and we can get rid of that, that, that health-destroying glyphosate, we can heal from autism, diabetes, cancer, Lyme, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's I mean, you name it. They're just labels for basically all the same thing, pathogen overgrowth, inflammation and an oxidative stress. And the oxidative stress is coming from the excess pathogens being in the body and releasing their toxic mess into our body. And most of that toxic mess that's coming from the pathogens is neurotoxic. So when you say, oh, the kid with autism doesn't talk, doesn't look, and then you start to treat them with chlorine dioxide in my CD protocol, and all of a sudden the kid's sleeping through the night, talking, looking at you, smiling, enjoying. Your kid's coming back because you're getting rid of the things that are causing them to have ill health.
0: And can you tell, uh, say a little more about the? Because I, I, think people don't understand. Well, my experience is people don't understand that part about pathogens. If you have mm-hmm. some kind of pathogen in your system, the pathogen is a stressor, and the byproducts right. of what that pathogen is doing in the gut or in the body are the toxic releases that are happening, and the body's going, I don't know what to do with that. What's that? Yeah, We're not producing that? Where did yeah. that come from? Alert! 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 Right. So right. talk more about that, because that's really something sure. that I think is powerful information.
1: Sure. Like I'm talking about these labels, and because and, everything is just sort of a label, like autism is a label, Lyme is a label, and they're basically saying underneath that label, it means you have, whether it's a pathogen, it can be bacteria, parasites, candida, virus, and um, of course the heavy metals are not, but they're always involved as well. Um, but these are always autoimmune disorders, basically, And so with that, you have a high level of toxicity because your detox pathways aren't working. First of all, that's like across the board. We're we're bad at detoxing when our body's not working properly. So now all of a sudden you have an accumulation of the pathogens, and then you have an accumulation of their toxic byproducts, which are typically, like I said, neurotoxic. So we use different things to mop. I use zeolette, I use another thing called ultra binder. And these are just things you take, you know, with water once a day, twice a day, and they help to mop you up. But chlorine dioxide is gonna destroy those pathogens, so then that's gonna decrease the amount of toxicity in your body, and of course, decrease the population of the pathogens so that you have less of those guys going forward in the future as well. I was listening to Mike Adams about six weeks ago, and he said one thing that was super interesting to me, bacteria, like strep for example, doubles itself every two hours and I was like this is my aha moment because I work with a lot of kids successfully that have what's called PANDAS and it's basically a pediatric autoimmune neuropsychotic uh, diagnosis uh, associated with stress and I like to see people doing hourly dosing of CD all day long and that seems to work to get the children out of this PANDAS flare or this PANDAS situation Situation. So the strep goes all the way down, and so we're no longer seeing whether it's the OCD or the tantruming or the aggressive behavior or, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff that is in that label of, of pandas, for example, but that's why that works so well against bacteria. So, yeah, just getting down that toxic sludge and pathogens, then you don't have that neurotoxicity anymore, so then guess what? The kids are able to talk, or if you're an adult and you have um, depression, anxiety, fear, you know, these are a lot of things that's affecting, I think, one in four Americans are on SSRIs for depression. Well, they don't really have a psychological problem. They have a physical issue. They have this pathogen overgrowth called parasites. And when you have parasites, you have you can have a mix of these things, but depression, anxiety, and fear are usually three of the first labels that people will tell me that they have. And then you just, you know, CD, parasite protocol, and... People about six months later are usually out of that picture of the depression, the anxiety, and the fear. And we usually just keep going until the pathogens stop coming out. But, of course, we got to work that toxic load down because those toxins cause those triggers that make us feel, say, depressed or anxious or fearful for no reason because that's just how the pathogen toxin makes you feel.
0: And... I think that's always as an herbalist we were talking a bit before the show and having had an herb store, a retail herb store where people would come in and talk that I think that this, the flares or the reactions that people don't under, really don't understand, that, particularly with kids, I see this also in animals where when they're having, when they're crying or screaming or highly reactive or you know, oftentimes, and and part of this comes from uh, years ago, I'd interviewed Doris Rapp, who's a medical doctor who wrote a book called Is This Your Child's World? And what she did is she did a double-blind study with classrooms where they would take a classroom and they would clean it with the standard things, and this was in the 60s, so this was with really right. amazing chemicals. And then they'd put kids in that classroom, and they'd be, you know, they'd be described as ADD or ADHD or other kinds of conditions. And then they'd take a different group of kids and put them in a classroom that had been cleaned with non-toxic chemicals, and they'd observe that they weren't ADD, they weren't ADHD, they weren't all these other things. And so, that'll, so many times when kids have a flare-up, it's a reaction. It's an indicator. It's like the body. when we're as adults, when we have inflammation or a fever or a headache or something, it's oftentimes an indicator. And that's exactly what I think. what you're talking about with the panda flares. To me, is is that it's an indicator. that it's a, there's an imbalance. The body's not in homeostasis, and that's what it really likes oh. to be. It likes to be just like we're out in the forest, like puppies and kittens, having a good time. Really, that's what the body's striving for. So this this Mm -hmm. wonderful effect of the CD, your CD protocol is that it really cleans up something that's out of, in in a state of imbalance, causing these kids to be reactive. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's such a powerful tool. I mean, that's, that's it. That's the end of the show. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, But I mean, it's so, it's amazing to me that we don't, you know, like it's, when people have a fever, it's indicating something. It isn't, isn't right. indicating that you need to go talk to somebody in a white lab coat and take a drug necessarily. <laughs> it is right. saying that something's not right. Hey, right. this is something's going on. I'm trying to fight something. Fever is a productive thing sometimes. It has a positive Absolutely. benefit. It's an indicator. Um, I want to. I want to ask. You mentioned a product called Ultra Binder and also Zeolite. If you could talk yep. about both of those a bit.
1: Well, in my protocol, so it's not just we take chlorine dioxide and recover from autism. No, it's, it's more expensive because, right. of course, autism is very pervasive. So you've got to fix the diet. I'm a, a fan of more of a modified ketogenic diet because if you have gut problems, grains are usually a problem for you. I mean, almost across the board, people with gut issues have problems with grains. Then we use the chlorine dioxide, um, you know, various different ways. Um, there is black seed oil. I use another product called Breakthrough, which is on my website at ketocary.com. Great for speech, great for cognition, great for focus, you know, really. And then we use uh, Humic Fulvic, and that is also great for taking heavy metals out of the brain. It helps to seal the junctions in the leaky gut. It gives us 77 minerals, electrolytes, and amino acids. And it takes nutrients to the mitochondria as well as taking intracellular debris out. So I like, a, I like one thing that does a lot of things towards benefits. And then we add in the parasite protocol, which is a mix of neem, which is an herb, as you know, Mabendazole, which is a non-systemic parasite killer, doesn't kill anything else except for parasites. It's wonderful and uh, anti-cancer. It's a great thing. Um, and also stone breaker for oxalates. Parasites are releasing oxalates. And castor oil to drive liver flukes out of the liver. And mm. then additionally, I'm using zeolite. Of course, zeolite's great for ammonia pickup. It's great for heavy metal pickup, like mercury and aluminum. It's also, you know, just general toxin pickup. Uh, and then uh, I also use the Ultra Binder at bedtime. And Ultra Binder is a nice, uh, it's a nice mopper for heavy metals as well as toxins, and it even picks up toxins and binds them in the gut so they don't get absorbed in the bloodstream. So what most people tell me when they're using Ultra Binder, better night sleep. And much clearer and focused in the morning, because a lot of times you find, especially when you're dealing with people that are ill, and not just autism, but just in general, because all that stuff's been just there. You haven't, you know, you haven't been urinating, you haven't been drinking water all night, you've been sleeping. So you're kind of like, the, you know, this is, you know, your brain with all the fog, basically. So in the morning, you wake up foggier. So if you take the ultra binder at bedtime, it helps to mop. So obviously in the morning, everything's bound up and ready to go out, but it's not in your head, you know. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the visuals of life. It's not <laughs> in your head. What a great place. It's not up there bumping around, causing it's not it's not your synapses no. to fire it's sideways.
1: Yeah, it's not in your head. You know they're always saying like, oh, you're, someone's crazy or they're crazy or no. They're looking like this because of all those toxins that are getting into the head, but it's not really something in your head.
0: And how much better that it's bound to something that's going to fall out of your bowels in the morning.
1: Wow. How great is that? Exactly. Exactly so cool.
0: And could you talk a little bit more about, uh, for those aren't familiar with humic or folic acids, uh, talk a bit more about those because of the the benefits that they're having?
1: Yeah, I think it's very exciting. You know, um, when my protocol was first written, we were using ocean water as our mineral. Well, one of the problems mm-hmm. with ocean water is minerals. I mean, yeah, okay, you get, you know, your 90 minerals, whatever, but you get a lot more sodium. But one of the problems is if, for instance, somebody gets diarrhea and they're losing electrolytes and minerals, and you're using ocean water as your minerals, you're going to cause more diarrhea. So it's just that's a that's a disaster. And then I started to watch um, humic fulvic in different types. Like there's someone selling it for $70 at a restore and there's, you know, people selling, they're selling all kinds you know, everyone's just making so much money off of us. And of course I'm a mom first. And so I'm always looking for the best thing for our kids, the lowest price. And that's basically what, you know, I, that's why I even opened keto carry because it was very important for me that we had access to really great products, but without them, like taking your eyeball out, you'd be able to have them. So who makes folding is so cool. It's organic. It's from the best source in North America. And like I said, It's 77 minerals, electrolytes, and amino acids. So even if you were to have diarrhea, for example, just give more electrolytes, you know. And, of course, you can get depleted on minerals sometimes during detoxification protocols, not just my protocol, any detoxification protocol. And, of course, what I noticed when I even started using the humic phobic, I'm a kid from the 60s, they were putting those mercury amalgams into our heads, And I had a couple, I think I had three or four of them. I had it removed about 12, 13 years ago, but when I started taking the homemade just because I thought like, okay, I'm going to take my good minerals and you know keep my gut healthy and of course my mitochondria clean, um, I noticed that I had a lot more clear minds because all that mercury in my head, you know, for all those years, sure, certainly there was some affecting it. So it goes out with the aluminum and the other heavy metals. It, pa- it passes the blood-brain barrier and takes heavy metals out, which, like I said, you know, somebody who's worked with my son, with other kids with autism, heavy metals have been a big problem and this is just one of the solutions for it
0: and where does humic and fulvic come from?
1: the earth, the ground
0: it, it is an earth, so it's an earth there are earth minerals, there are whole food earth exactly. minerals,
1: exactly Wonderful. very very deep mm-hmm wonderful and they're organic
0: they're organic shocking and you yeah. that makes me jump for a, a brief moment to uh, I remember reading or hearing you talk about your experience early on with your son one of the first things that you did years ago was put him on a gluten-free diet and remove grains and gluten and you did right. find some benefits and, and why did you why? Did, that, did, not, did that not do enough Or what were your results from that? I remember you talking about that you did see results, but it wasn't as much as you'd like to see, I believe.
1: Well, diet is like anything. I mean, it's important, especially if you're sick, to have a healthy diet. And, of course, there are certain foods that affect you more negatively than other foods. But with an autism diagnosis specifically, you have to take gluten and casein out of the diet because we have leaky guts. So the leaky gut is not doing a very good job at digesting proteins either. So semi-digested gluten, which is the protein from wheat, and casein, which is the protein from dairy, will get into the bloodstream. It will head to the brain, and it will cause a reaction called glutamorphine and caseomorphine. So morphine, you know, I was always wondering, like, why my kid would fall down. His knees would be bleeding, and he would just get up like a zombie and keep on going, you know? And no crying, nothing, because they're not feeling anything. There's morphine effects from the gluten and casein. So they're able to make almost like a drug out of food. So you've got to stop the gluten and casein immediately. And then I found... And he got better. He got a few words back, and he was, you know, sleeping better and these kind of things. But overall, then the next, you know, that was 2004 when my son was diagnosed, and I started a gluten-free casein-free diet with him. And then as I went along, you know, going to conferences and reading and listening, um, then there was, like, this uh, Elaine Gottschall. It was uh, the specific carbohydrate diet. She takes out all grains in a bunch of fruits and honey and things like that, which are still feeding candy them parasites, but I did that for a while That was also an improvement. There's the GAPS diet, which is like, you know, eating, drinking cups and cups of, of bone broth and fat, you know, which actually I think is quite good. I think it's more difficult for families And I think that it also, you know, you're really homebodies at that point if you're just drinking broth all the time So that is a little bit challenging um, and still when you do add back in like one grain of rice, you immediately have the same problems you had before. So it's not going to cure it. It's going to maintain uh, a healthy diet, which allows us to work around the other things. So I have a diet, and it's a, it's a diet book. It's a download. It's at ketocarry.com. And the diet, of course, is called Keto Carry. And it's a modified ketogenic diet, so it's not a true ketogenic diet. sometimes the parents on my, my diet they're like, "Yeah, we're we're in keto, we're we're doing ke, a ketogenic diet." So you know, are we in ketosis with a modified ketogenic diet? You're not going to get in ketosis. But what we do is we take away all the grains and we take away the fruits. Now, we're no longer feeding the parasites, we're no longer feeding the candida with that fruit, because most of the kids, when you take the grains away, they double up on all the fruit, so they're eating you know, between 7 and 20 pieces of food a day, which is very problematic when you're trying to get rid of candida and parasites, so they absolutely love that as a source, So even though it's fructose, yes, it's natural, everything on the planet is technically natural, so We're using, like, for instance, people say, "Ah, but, you know, bread and cookies and cakes and muffins. So we're using alternative flours like flaxseed flour, almond flour, coconut flour, this kind of thing. And, of course, milks, we're doing nut milks, like nuts and seed milks. So anything you can imagine that's nut and seed. Um, And that's kind of what we do. And the kids get better much, much faster because the grains aren't damaging the gut anymore. Because even if they're gluten-free grains, they're still damaging to a damaged gut which basically across the board, as you know, and I'm singing in the choir talking about this, but I mean, I don't care if it's autism, Lyme, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, uh, irritable bowel, Crohn's, got to stop the grains. They're damaging the gut further, and the gut is always affected when you have a label for an illness.
0: Well, in my experience, I don't think you can ever go wrong from going on a low-glycemic diet Because as you say, we have these, you can go to the grocery store now and find amazing things where they make donuts out of garbanzo beans. Uh I'm making that up, but I believe it probably probably exists. But it's still a refined carbohydrate. And that's really, I think, one of the issues is just because you're replacing it with another grain, it's still not real food, A, and B, it's a refined carbohydrate, and that's just, as you say specifically with you know like candida and other kinds of things or cancers or anything you don't want to be giving the body sugars and that's really what refined carbohydrates turn into i'm sorry right it's a personal issue it's a no, I rant. agree
1: with you. No, I it's, completely agree with you, and it makes such a difference. So when my parents, you know, when they start sending me things like, oh, my kids talking, all oh, my kids, you know, all these really positive stuff that's happening, when I sit down with them, their diet is always impeccable. There's a lot of avocado, there's olive oil, there's coconut oil, oil healthy fats are in there, you know? So it's always exciting to see those kids that are doing so well. They have such good diets because, like you said, especially in North America, you have gluten-free garbage. I mean, you know, Coca-Cola is gluten-free, casein-free. You know, so if people say, "Yeah, I'm doing a gluten-free, casein-free diet." That means like whatever. You know, it's just everything's going in. So you really want to look towards like a, like you were saying, agree. You gotta get grain-free for sure.
0: And I might suggest, I I have a friend who's been doing a lot of research in raw hemp seed oil. So it's not refined, it's not anything, it's raw hemp seed oil. And it has a great uh, essential fatty acid spectrum and a lot of other wonderful micronutrients. So if you can find organic raw hemp seed oil, it's really a stupendous food. And I don't mean, again, it's not... The word refining should be marked as a dirty word. Because refining things in my opinion is really tricky because anytime you get into these Mm -hmm. refined food products that's when we start getting in trouble and so I've been using a raw hemp seed oil and I just put it on salads or I don't cook with it but I'll use it as a finish so a finish oil on something I've sauteed or stir fried vegetables or anything I'll just drizzle some on Mm -hmm. and it's not a bad flavor, it's not anything it's really nice um, and it has a great spread of uh, essential fatty acids that are clean with other, as I say, other micronutrients. And as we find out more mm-hmm. about the hemp seed, because it's such a great protein source and it's such a wonderful plant, uh, that it's an exciting thing to have, but yet another oil that is really beneficial mm-hmm. for our bodies. Um,
1: I use black that's seed a whole oil. Other like other show.. Well,
0: sorry. I like flaxseed oil a lot.
1: Black, No black, um, B L A C K, not black. Oh, oh flax, yes, no,
0: flax. no, sorry. I like flaxseed and black seed. Yes, I
1: like all. Uh, I like all of those. Something amazing, amazing. I have, a, I had a, my dog. Yes. She was a puppy a couple of years ago, and I was already doing the black seed oil with the protocols. It's great for strep bacteria. It's great for pathogens, parasites, etc. And she got a di- all of a sudden diarrhea from nothing. And so I contacted Dr. Mitchell and I said, how much, because I I have his Dr. Fit brand on my website, how much do I give to my puppy? He's like, give her five milliliters. She wouldn't tolerate more than one. It tastes so awful. But I got one milliliter into her. That was the end of the diarrhea. Like it's so healing, kills those pathogens, lickety, split. And it's been around, I think, 4,000 years. It was found in the tomb of Tutankhamen. It's been around forever.
0: Only 4,000 years? That's not nearly enough for me. For goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've you to put that um, to the challenge,
1: right?
0: you right, exactly. Only 4,000 years. Oh, it's yeah. just amazing how we ignore great things that are out there and available. And mm-hmm. do you – I imagine you do, but I, I, I haven't heard you talk about it. Uh, where do probiotics fit in here since that's all the rage everybody's and I'm, I'm a fan of wow. probiotics I'm a fan of colostrum but where do you have them in here because you're really repairing the gut with the CD eventually and the long term beneficial effect is that as things die off and as the glyphosate is transformed into usable molecules and the gut gets healthier do you okay. use a colostrum or a probiotic in there to refluorize the system okay
1: okay this is really cool you don't need it because the black seed oil and the robenzyme yes it's very shocking but it's very cool because first of all most kids with autism when you give them probiotics they actually get worse that happens because Mm -hmm. the probiotic somehow affects the strep bacteria and most of the kids have strep these days i don't know why but it's like all the rage um they're carrying it in their blood their gut whatever um, so they usually, they usually don't do as well when you give them a probiotic. So I, I don't use probiotics, especially not in the beginning. You know, if someone's kid is recovered or almost recovered, they want to put it in, the kid's better with it. Okay, fine, that's fine. But I, talk, I did an interview not that long ago. It's on my website, carrerivera.com, with Dr. Roby Mitchell. And he specifically said, when you're taking the black seed oil and you're taking the Robenzyme, it allows for your own flora to regenerate and repopulate. What is better than that?
0: That's amazing. What? We're going right? to let the
1: body do what it knows how
0: to do? How shocking. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Just stunning. Oh, my God. Leaving yeah. that thinking. It's truly astonishing. Given the body the Well, like opportunity. you were thinking about
1: fever. You were talking about yeah. fever earlier. You said, you know, fever is actually the thing. You know, I mean, the body, we were not just, we didn't just, Plop up when, when Walgreens came up in the, in, in the corner, you know? I mean, we've been around for so long. And then, of course, people that are, you know, they believe in God. They would oh, yeah, well, we have the wisdom to survive. or We would have never made it those other, you know, hundred thousands of whatever years, you know? We wouldn't be here today waiting for Walgreens to be built. It wouldn't have happened. And fever is one of those things. It's the body's natural response. Um, and what a lot of people I talk to, too, they say, oh, my kid, he's got autism, but he never gets sick. When you're chronically ill, you rarely get acutely ill. You know they rarely get cold because they're actually their their immune system is just an overdrive. It's gonna burn out. But that's really what's happening.
0: <laughs> Again, I'm not laughing at that. I'm just laughing at the like they're so sick they can't get sicker. That's really the thing. Right. We're exactly. already so yeah. immune and suppressed. You can't go worse because you're already there. You're living that as a lifestyle. It is truly it is amazing. And as we move, I can't believe it's been an hour, um, what haven't I asked you that you want to say? Is that possible?
1: Well, Well, what I would like to say is, if people would like to follow the work that I'm doing, that they please go to Carrie Rivera, K-E-R-R-I, and then Rivera, dot com, and that they, they sign up for my newsletter. And we're sending a newsletter out, and some of it's like, for instance, interesting things about the protocol, things that are happening, but, you know, if it, it doesn't, you know, ring a bell to you or doesn't sound interesting to you that week. You don't necessarily have to read it, but at least we're in communication and in contact because there's so many things. And another thing that if people are interested, and in, I have these, um, like, PDFs for, as I call them, labels, like if your label is Lyme or your label is autism, and I can send them off. So somebody can just send me an email to Carrie at com and I'd be really happy to, for free, to send one of these files over, and people can look at it. And I do consultations, but, you know, there's a lot of people that are capable of reading, you know, a two-, three-page document and do it themselves and, you know, have good results. So in chlorine dioxide, I think – uh, in the U.S., it's, they charge between 25 and $30 for the bottles, and the bottles are going to last you between, you know, maybe three to six months. So it lasts a really, really long time. Um, and that's what I'd like to share. Like, there's access to me, access to my information, and I'm always willing to help, and it's not always for money. I'm, I, I answer all my emails, and, and a lot of times, it's, you know, people say to me, hey, where did I get that stuff that destroys the glyphosate? You know, and I, I can tell you a few companies that I've used in different parts of the world, too, so...
0: And do you have time to work still with people on a one-to-one basis? And do you work online? Yes, for
1: sure. Yes, I do. I work online, and um, you know, you Zoom. These kind of different. There's different uh, different ways to see As you see me. I want the video. I think the video is really important because I can show you know the product, how to take it, how to make it, whatever that that is. And I do consultations. It is what I most love to do. I love to do consultations. I love to do conferences. But conference I'm so terribly trolled because, of course, when you're using something that's inexpensive and it works for basically anything, um, you get trolled. So uh, it makes it very difficult to go and do conferences, and then that's unfortunate. But at the same time, I do more internet conferences or this kind of things or webinars online, that sort of thing.
0: Great. Lobbyists hate anything that works that they can't control. That's just a personal like, comment. They can't make money off of a it, right? Comment. That's right. <laughs> Right, that was really wonderful, Carrie. I knew it was going to be fun, and it was really for me. That was fun. I have an odd sense oh, of fun, thank but it's great. Love it.
1: I love talking thank you about so this much. because it's so empowering. It's so empowering to the person in their home. You know, you don't have to go somewhere with some guru genius that charges seven thousand dollars for a visit. You can literally just buy the stuff online, come to your house, and you can like fix pretty much everything with it. <sighs>
0: You're such a radical. Um, that is wonderful, Carrie. Um, I will <laughs> say with that, uh, once again, that this is a show that you'll be able to find in about 15 minutes after I hit end. It's soundhealthoptions.com. Click on the radio tab and then click on Sound Health Radio and the replay link back to the show notes and everything will be there with links to Carrie's sites and her information. And or you'll be able to go to iTunes or Pocket Cast or Dogcatcher Catcher or any number of aggregators. And search for Sherry Edwards or Talk to Me Guy and find this show in about, the aggregators usually take about 30 minutes to an hour. And this is one I know you're going to want to share with your friends. Again, Carrie, thank you so much and uh, keep up rabble rousing.
1: It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I had a great time.
0: You bet. Thank you. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.